What's up, everybody? This is Mario from Barberview TV Podcast. We are now live on Amazon Fire TV, Roku, Apple TV, YouTube. If you are under a rock, you're gonna make we're gonna make sure that you get a copy of what's going on. You know what I'm saying? We're now on 40, we're in 45 different countries, y'all. We're constantly expanding. 200,000 people dialed in, checking this out. And once again, make sure to hit that subscribe button. Make sure to follow us on the podcast. It doesn't count if you don't hit subscribe. And once again, thank you for all the support and all the love that we've been receiving thus far. Joining us right now, uh, I met these brothers at a show, uh, believe in this, was it December? December. No. Oh, November. Was it November? November. November. And and I and I got a funny story to tell you about that once I've finished bringing bringing you guys in. But from uh <laughs> from the Sacramento Barbers Club, which is something that they started, it kind of evolved into more of a national effort to just really unite barbers and just really give them the information, the tools, and give everyone their flowers education, tips, tricks, all those things. I just, it, it's just a good vibe, a good, um, a good uh, club that is being started. Um, all the way from Sacramento is Tamel and Lonnie. What's up, brothers? How y'all doing today, man? What's poppin'? Oh, my hey, man. We're right. good. We're good now that we're on the Barber View, man. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, we're on the Barber View. Mama, mama, I made it. I made it. <laughs> Now it's it's a it's it's a pleasure to be here, man. Um, we we're excited about it. We get very excited to um, to see the 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 benefits of the relationships that we've been blessed enough to build like this one, man. First of all, I always like to ask the question, uh, and I'll start with with Tamel first, or maybe I'll start with both of you guys first. Just answer however you want to. How did you guys get started in the barbering game? Tell me your story behind what got those clippers into your hands. Uh, we go around the schools and we educate and we always tell these stories because people like we think it's inspiring to tell how each and every one of us got into it because people get into this industry for different reasons. I'm going to keep it short and sweet. My grandmother, she was a hairdresser. She used to press and curl uh, hair in the house uh, on the stove with the hot fire, the pressing combs, the curling iron. And uh, she had a pair of clippers that she always had to trim my grandfather's neckline up. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I got older, she asked me to do it. And then as I've been doing it with my grandfather, he got to the point where he wanted me to take it down a little bit and then line the front up and hit his beard. And they say, you know, my auntie has my little cousin. I'm cutting his hair. And then I ended up uh, cutting a lot of people here in the neighborhood. Funny part is, is I was setting trends in the time that I thought was just dope. Yeah. Then Barber College and realized I was jacking everybody up. <laughs> <laughs> they loved them trends that I was doing, but bro, I realized I really didn't know how to cut. I was just doing what I felt. So thank you to the Barber College I went to. I elevated my game, became a, a barber back in uh, 2000 and been cutting ever since. 2000 that's like y2k you remember how they had us all shook and scared during y2k like yo everything's oh, gonna yeah. end right <laughs> right hey, I, remember, I remember the vcrs was gonna stop working i remember that they said the, they said the time on the vcrs ain't gonna work no more <laughs> gotcha 
And uh, and Tamil, you're coming out of Sacramento too, right? Like that's where you you started from as well. Yeah, uh, my family's from Alabama. My father's from New York. I'm a person born out here in Sacramento, and I've been born and raised out here, and I love every bit of the city. That's love, man. That's awesome. So, Lottie, tell us a little bit about your journey, brother. Hey, man. Um, so I was born in Chicago. Um, when I was, uh, my mother was my barber and, uh, she was my brother and my, my barber. And, um, she was just a hardworking single mom, man. She, she was always moving up in her, uh, her business, her industry that she was working in, which was the printing industry. So the more she moved up, the more she got promoted, the less time she had to cut our hair, less time she had to cut mm-hmm. our hair, the more jacked up we was looking. And, um, <laughs> yeah, man, one day I just, I literally thought about it. I said, well, not to put her down, but she wasn't doing nothing super fancy on this. I'm like, I could at least do what she was doing to take care of me and my yeah. brother's hair. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I went to, um, I remember that day opening the the bathroom cabinet and just looking at those clippers, man, like, come on. I picked the clippers up. I started cutting his hair. Then I went to cut my hair. And, uh, man, never thought about being a barber or nothing like that in my life. I always knew I'd be a businessman, but I never thought about a barber. And, um, yeah, man, I went from cutting our hair. People were impressed in the family. Then I cut my mother's hair. I cut my grandparents. I cut my sister. And next thing you know, by the time I was about 11, 12, I was literally cutting neighbors on my front porch in Chicago. Uh, we moved to Sacramento when I was a teenager. And then I just it, it stayed as a side hustle up until um, about age of 20, 21. Same time Tamir was talking about early 2000s. Um, I jumped in the apprenticeship program there. Uh, became an apprentice barber. My guy, Tamil, was actually my barber instructor. So um, I got to actually uh, run my apprenticeship through a, a guy that I have a hell of fun with, man. And that's that's that was the start of my professional uh, career in barbering right there. That's dope. So when did y'all both move to SAC? I'm just trying to see, like, from a hip-hop perspective, man, because I was in the Bay in the early 90s. It was like KMEL, 106.1. I was always, that was my jam. But when did y'all get to SAC? Like, when did y'all end up, like, what year can you re- remember when you, when you actually got to SAC? This is a SAC boy right here, man. That boy was, this, hey, hey, listen, hey. Tamil, like, I call Tamil <laughs> the mayor of his area. He's from an area called North Highlands, man. And I always tell the story of me going to one of his birthday parties, man, and I was trying to find the direction, stopping at a liquor store, grabbing it. They all knew him everywhere I went. They was like, oh, you're going to Tamil's birthday party. I'm like, damn. You know, I've been hanging with this cat for four or five years. I didn't know who I was running with, man. This, so he, he's from here, man. Um, I moved here. It was uh, 90. It was literally like December 89, January uh, 1990, man. Um, that's when I got here. So I was about 13 years old, man. So this is home away from home for me. Oh, man, I just remember uh, in 91, we moved from the Bay Area to uh, Modesto, California, kind of close to SAC, right? But, so, but we still had the Bay Area influence. The music, the Sebos, right? Bebo. Get low players. Uh, Brother Lynch Hung. Um, yeah, Brother Lynch Hung. <laughs> uh, Master P, West Coast Bad Boys, Matt Volume Moore. 1. Classic CD. Oh, Mac Ball. Oh. Game recognized game in the Bay, man. I know all that stuff, bro. <laughs> y'all was... know it. <laughs> um, can y'all name the I... first person that you may have heard who did a whole album over the phone out of prison? Uh, trip, what's his name? Ray, uh, X-rated. 
X-rated. X-rated did a whole yeah, yeah. out of prison. It was dope. The Bay, man, the Bay, and a lot of people, a lot of people really, really underestimate the Bay's impact on hip hop, man. But it was one of the things that, um, being I was closer to the Bay, we used to catch 106.1 still. So I had the Sway in Tech and all that stuff. So we had more hip hop influence, like from a mainstream area. I don't know what, what the offering was in SAC, but. Uh, I remember, man, just that was a very exciting time. Like the chronic dropped when I was in a uh, when I was a sophomore. And I remember hearing that like, yo, that's crazy. And then it's just the bait. The bait was on fire. I I just wanted to highlight that, man, because it is one of those exciting times in my life that made me feel like, yo, this is some some dope music. And Spice One was everywhere, bro. I remember Spice One was writing, bro. (laughs) He was to that, too, Mario, if you don't mind. Hey, so back during that time, me and Lonnie, Lonnie started this thing called Sack Funk Videos, where, you know, they'll play the late night videos on TV. Uh, Lon had it on the Access Channel. And what we used to do is we had a buddy that worked at um, the hottest radio station out here at the time that was bumping hip hop. When those celebrities or those artists would come in town, like uh, Alicia Keys, Tank, Jimmy Corsier, uh, Nocturno. Um, these kind of people would come in town to do a show. We would get access to them to uh, do interviews. So we used to interview these cats. We interviewed Alicia Keys, which was like an icon. Wow. Before before and, she blew up. It was right before she blew up. Yeah. We post this. Oh, that's crazy, bro. Stuff in between videos that we had uh, access to. And we've been like doing this kind of stuff for years together. And it's just dope to now do it with things that we love, which is the barbering uh, industry. So it's- that's great, man. I mean, yeah. It, and, and it just shows you it's, it's, it's perfect timing. Right. Um, I, and tell us, tell the viewers a little bit about, and I know you just made the transitions from the Sacramento Barbers Club to the United Bar Barbers Club. Tell us a little bit about your messaging and what you're trying to do for the industry with your movement, please. You know, as far as the start of it, um, to mail in uh, a barber, we always like to shout out Steezy the Barber. They started off um, the whole brand as a T-shirt brand. It was just a dope idea they came up with. Uh, to mail eventually grew just this this idea to do something bigger with it. And um, he approached me uh, about um, using that in to, to build a platform to support barbers, to uh, improve our industry. And he came to me at a time where I was starting to lose faith in our industry because I was, a, I was a barbershop owner of my first shop with a partner of mine. And, you know, I'm a big cheerleader for my team. And, uh, I just couldn't seem to get barbers that were motivated enough to even, you know, support themselves. So, you know, how they say you can't help nobody till they want to help themselves. I'm like, man, I just, I just want to find the ones that want it. You don't have to mm-hmm. know how to do it, but let me help you. And um, I was kind of burning out on it, man. And uh, mm-hmm. when Tamel walked in my shop with this idea, it was crazy, man. I don't know if you ever had that feeling of right when you was getting ready to let something go and, and you just get it. It was just this light, man. Mm-hmm. When he just brought it up to me, he didn't even really get to explain it all the way. As soon as it came out of his mouth, I was like, I'm in. Let's go. And um, so we we kind of got our mission together, man, by really going around and supporting other barbers that were doing things. You know, we started off doing shop pop-ups 
Um, and, and, you know, I was following Tamale's lead and then it just, it went to where we both just kept building this, this machine. And, it, you know, so originally we were going to shops, um, just learning about, uh, what other people in the culture were doing, other people in the industry were doing like, Hey, what are you using on your station? Oh, what, what you think about those clippers? Hey, I like these. Hey, you like, and, and in the beginning, Shop owners was kind of, you know, mm-hmm. Tamel, he did it. He started before me. And I remember him telling me, man, bro, when I went in these shops, man, they was looking at me like I'm coming to steal their barbers. And I'm like, I'm like, hey, I, hey, we going together. I ain't worried about that. So we went in with this just this new energy with me and him together. We like Batman to Robin. And, and the dope part mm-hmm. about us is either one of us could be Batman. Any one of us could be Robin on any day. And that's it's kind of like a magic in, in our relationship, man. And it showed up when we first started hitting those shops. And, you know, cause me, I'm the type where if I'm coming if I'm there and I'm giving my time to it, I'm gonna put all my energy out in it. So, you know, I'm, I'm listening to what he's saying his issues was. And I'm like, all right, let's open the door. Bam. Just open the door for me. And I'm walking in. I'm like, Hey, what's up? Y'all? What's going on? We the Sacramento Barbers Club, man. And I never forget, man, that, um, you know, yeah, they did look a little skeptical in the beginning, but when you come from a giving standpoint where we're not asking for anything, we're, we're coming to give, we're coming to kind of show you how, um, how much stronger we could be by sharing knowledge, like, you know, sharing our experiences and learning from yours. By the time we came back around that second year or close to the end of that first year, to, you know, kind of revisit or promote another event or something going on, man, before we even get in the door, Cass was already like looking out the window, like, Hey, what's up? It's the Barber's Club. And that's when we knew, okay, we 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 starting to hook oh. something now. And then it went from there to um, I guess yeah. I wouldn't say from there too, but we kind of simultaneously was also going to events. So Samel so took me to our first barber battle out of Modesto. Shout out to uh Cuz by Vic. And uh I call him the DJ hey. Khaled of Barber Battles. He throw one every week. So uh yeah. <laughs> So, hey, we out there, man. And, you know, keep in mind, man, I'm, I'm in my mid-40s right now. So at this time, you know, I'm like late 30s. And uh, we're walking around, man. And I'm like, man, I've been in barbering all these years, decades. And I ain't never seen nothing like this. You know, I was so amazed. I was like a kid in the candy store. I'm seeing all these cats, you know, urban uh, style and mm-hmm. everything, but no drama. It was just network and love and you know, just seeing these platform barbers and celebrity barbers and all of this. So uh, we started throwing our own events because we wanted to kind of add to that culture. We saw what he was doing. We took notes on what was great. He did some great things. Yeah. But we was like, dog, we could bring so much more to this. And, um, yeah, man, we kicked off our events and we started mm-hmm. throwing barber battles twice a year, sold out every single one. And and bigger than that, man, the, the biggest thing we brag about over over the sales is the relationships that we built, man, through every single barber battle. So we would leave these, our own and other people's, and we would go back to our shops and to our cities like, dude, you can't be missing this kind of stuff. You got to see what we what happened to us when we went. So we kind of got addicted to it, man. And, you know, that's just a nutshell of, of how the barber club got rolling and uh, what we actually start bringing to the game. That's super dope, man. And and I could tell like um the big the biggest thing, and I don't know if it's um I don't know if it's a a racial thing or a culture thing, but 
earning trust is a huge thing. If you just come up like, yo, let's do this, people be like, I don't know what's popping, you know what I'm saying? So I'm really big on the earning trust factor. And it seems like you guys were able to earn that trust so fast, just people understanding, wait, wait a minute, they're not a threat, right? They're actually here to help bolster the community, get everyone together. So that's that's great that that was able to just flourish into what it is today. Um, so right now, uh, I see you guys. You guys was you you was in uh, in uh, when I met you in Pasadena. Which guys, the winning lottery ticket was sold a neighborhood away from where we were at that night for bill that billion dollar ticket. You guys uh, re remember that? Yes. It was actually sold in a store uh, five minutes away oh. from where we were at. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy i get so mad when i miss things like that because i'll be hearing about it when i go to work and they be like yo man it's up to a billion or up up to this oh let's all go in and sometimes we do sometimes we don't but you know you can't be in it if you're not in it you can't win it so who kudos to whoever won that life-changing um but it's like a oh. a percentage of a chance to to win the lottery so mm. For sure. And uh, and we'll wait for uh, Lonnie to join back. So um, so I see you guys on, on the road now. You're traveling, man. Um, I was checking some of your lives out. You guys was dead. Oh, bro, there was there was like a fool dancing. Yo, I see. I seen you out there, dog. I yeah. see you. I see you. <laughs> I see you doing hey, your I thing. Used to, I used to be um, dancing in my past life, too. So. <laughs> that that's awesome man that's dope so um so when you're out in those events kind of tell me how you're looking at it through a lens right because um when you're doing your own shows like you said you you're you're in it so you, you're you can't see it but when you step outside and you go to shows like what are some of the things that you're looking at and you're seeing and, and you're vibing on? What are some of the things that, that you like to connect in and some of the things that you want to build on when you go to those shows? One thing uh, for us, and it's not just because it's in our, our name, but the connection, the uniting. Um, it's amazing because one part of the whole Sacramento Barbers Club theory is to get rid of the stigma that we're competing with each other, right? Uh, a lot of people be like, man, them cats down the street, man, they trying to take my, my clients. The clients don't belong to you. Clients got their own money. They can spend it wherever they want. Your focus should be, you know, if you're mm -hmm. focusing on the person down the street, then you're losing focus in your business. And there's more than enough heads out here for everybody. I mean, overwhelmingly more than enough, but we're seeing it through this narrow lens. We need to actually look out more and see the big picture. That's where Sacramento Barbers Club came in to work together to do more. We are the veins of our city. Everything comes to us. Uh, police, drug dealers, the, the, the criminals, whatever, however you want to see it, the judges, the lawyers, everything comes and filters through the barbershop. We can put forth these resources and make our communities better, make our industry better, make our lives better. But when we go to these events, we're, we're looking at, I'm, for me, wall to wall. I'm, I'm boxing that whole event up and I'm looking at it in all these different lenses. For one, the unity, the fraternity that it is. We're all barbers. We're running up to strangers. Hey, yo, I like that cut. Yo, hey, dog, that was tight. What you competing in? And for real, hey, I'm looking out for you. I'm going to come check you out. 
that kind of stuff, things that you just normally wouldn't do if you're just walking in the mall, you know. You're in this event and you're really supporting the vendors, people that's taking their time who got a product. You're learning more when you listen. So when you go to meet people, mm -hmm. let them talk and you listen to find out what they got going on that can actually probably help you. You guys may be able to collab on something to push our industry forward. We're looking at the overall uh, thing, like where are these people coming from? There's people, we throw events in Sacramento and there's a time that more people was coming from out of town than the people that was in town. So we look at wow. stuff, you know, we're, we're trying and we're seeing the demographics of our industry when we're at these functions and we want to make it more and more diverse. It, it's, it's leaning one way. We want to bring more in. We want to see like more of traditional haircuts, more of the, the 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 white community of the industry into more of the black community into these events, more culture into these events. All together, we we're a big pot of gumbo. We want to see that pot of gumbo being mixed up in the event. So it's a lot of things that that equates to that we come in and we're looking for an event i'm sure i left a lot of stuff out but we're all about connecting some i want to add to that i, I want to add yeah. to that so we um we listen to contestants also you know we used to hear in the beginning that you'll see people um compete and they compete their ass off and then they lose and then they whole crew over in the corner sore they like Man, it was rigged. We used to hear that all the time yeah. when we go to um, Barber about it. <laughs> it was rigged, man. You know you won this, bro. And we so yeah. we would listen to them, and we were like, okay, how can we, uh, how can we eliminate that in our barber battles? So one of the first things we did was make sure we never judge our own barber battles. We always bring guest judges in. Um, it gives them a chance to gain content for their platforms. It gives us a chance to build our relationships with them. So there's just so many different capacities people could come into this at. Um, but yeah, that was definitely a big one in the beginning was listening to contestants. Sometimes people even had category ideas, you know what I'm saying? So we listened to the audience. Um, but yeah, it, it, we go into events like students. We don't come in with our chest out like, oh man, you know, our show is better. No, we... Yeah. You know, we, yeah. we were just in Chicago and we were supporting Joe Flano and the Major League Barbers. And, um, you know, we visiting the schools with them promoting their event. You know, we we weren't even promoting us. Now, our brand is here. You're going to see that we're the United Barbers Club. But, you know, I'm I'm in his class while he's talking and I'm I'm his secretary. I'm writing on the board how you follow them and how you, you know, support what they're doing. So we've been trying to show cats like that who've been in it for decades. They've been doing it way longer than we have. But we've been trying to show them something new, like, hey, bro, we can unite in so many ways. Like I said, we could be in the driver's seat or we could be in the passenger seat. So that we, we kind of aggressively form relationships that way, man. That's that's dope. And also, let's take the time. Tell the people out there about your amazing event, February 19th. I hope I got the date right. I'm sure I did. <laughs> but if I don't, this would be your time to correct it if it's wrong. <laughs> but tell us about your event. Hey, so, so we do a couple events a year. And um, one of well, I, okay, I'll stay with this one. I was going to talk about one in the past because it was epic. But this one, February 19th. <laughs> As the For the Culture Barber Battle. One thing about us, our, our slogan is for the culture. We do this for the culture. 
So we're finally putting together the Florida Culture Barber Battle. It entails six uh, major categories, and we're going to have an educational class that's absolutely free. The, uh, the topics or the categories is student, best taper, female fresh fade, best beard, freestyle design, tag team, and we just uh, created a new one called Master Barber. Um, you can compete in every aspect of that. Students can compete in the... Um, other than a student category, they can compete in the other ones as well. I love to see that students are now getting more aggressive to come out to these things. We used to we go to schools and we educate, and in the process of educating, we tell them get out and network, get out into these events. These things can change your life. They are life changing. We had life changing connections with people at events, and it completely changed our lives. So get out there and network. Um, this event is going to be uh, our first event of the year. The next one will be August. Don't miss out the opportunity, especially when it's in your backyard. If it's close, go down the street, come out and support. A lot of people get into these barber battles because they want to win a trophy. It, it helps them when they're clouding their Instagram and their social media pages. But the biggest reward you're going to get out of this is to be there to run into somebody, into somebody you do not know or maybe somebody that you've seen on IG, connect with that person and watch how in the future that's going to help you. Yeah. Gotcha. And um, that's awesome. And I heard like someone's going to kind of be in the house live streaming. The I, event, was gonna say, hey, I was going to say, hey, I was letting him finish what he was going to say. And I, I, I swear to you, I'm not just BSing you. I was going to say, uh, um, and we got Barber View TV up in this piece. <laughs> man, live streaming, taking it to another level. Let me say something, man. Listen, listen. Yeah. Boy, what we doing right here, it's the epitome of what the United Barbers Club is, man. It's about relationships, man. We got these power words we use, you know, mm -hmm. barbers, unity, stronger, growing together. Like, dude, look at this, man. Like, you, where you at? Where you at right now? I'm in Newark. Okay, New so Jersey. no, no, check it out. <laughs> Follow me. Look at this though. You got a newer cat right here. That's a bar. I mean, you're in the barbering world, whether you're cutting a lot or not. Whatever, you're in the barbering world. You got a, uh, you got two Sacramento cats on here. Was just in Chicago with you know with cats from Tennessee, Florida, mm -hmm. all these spots, right? This is the epitome of what the Barbers Club is. It's uniting barbers to do bigger mm -hmm. things together. Dude, your platform, you're getting content from us. We're getting exposure and production through you, and we're pushing each other to our next level. So we've been selling out these events, but we haven't had Barberview TV there, live stream. Come on, man. Like, so, I'm, <laughs> man, we get high off of this, man. Like, I'm so excited about this new partnership, man. So, man, I, yes, yes. At the For the Culture Barber Battle, February 19th, you're going to see Barberview in that piece. I'll see how y'all do. We got mics everywhere. They like Secret Service up in here, man. They got yeah. hey, they got mics everywhere. You might turn around, there's a mic in your armpit. Like, they be having, they, man, we were so impressed with y'all when we seen you down in Pasadena, dude. So, yeah, man, this this is what it's about right here, just the, the unity, you know. So we're doing look, it right in front of them, you know what I mean? We're doing it right now. Look at what yeah. I just said. I just said that get out and go to these events. Don't go looking for – you go look for a trophy if you want. But these connections sometimes can be mm – -hmm. you, you're life-changing. You're life-changing uh, our platform, 
our our uh engine is gonna run a little different. It's gonna be riding with some top grade gas in that thing right now, trying to push <laughs> the finish line. And that's just going to this event that we hopped on. That was the turnaround. We hopped on the last minute on the plane to go down to Pasadena, came back the same day, and you was nowhere on our radar. We was going to see some other stuff and, and support other people. Uh, our girl uh, Louie out there was throwing that event. We went to go support her, Gary Dixon. And I ran into you on the side of the, the uh, stage and asked you what you do, what y'all doing here. And you broke it all down. Months later, you hit us up, and look at this, bro. It's a beautiful thing. Here we beautiful are. Beautiful thing. And, and, and that's the thing, right? Uh, and thanks so much for uh, giving me the shout-outs. My thing is this. I work for the culture, right? Um, my background has been journalism, media. I've been recording stuff Lord knows how long. So to me, this is kind of like I'm a vehicle – to push those who are making a big impact in the culture. I felt hands down, you guys are really, it's just, you have that it, right? You know how to connect the dots. You know how to talk. You're personable. Uh, that goes a long way, but also that keeps the eyes and the ears open to absorb the game that you're spitting too. And and you have to be per personable. So you you check all those boxes. Barberview is just glad to be in the position to build a infrastructure so people could see you all over the world. And and that's kind of what this is all about. Uh, I'm just a vehicle. I'm in the passenger seat, right? You guys are driving it and you're, you're saying, hey, this is what we're doing. This is how it is. And this is our interpretation of how we see it. So we're here just for the barber culture, which brings me to my next question. I'm not gonna use the word, um, I'm not gonna use the word what's wrong, but let me use this word. What are some opportunities that you guys have discovered as you started this this venture that uh, that the barber in industry has to grow on? Like, what can be changed? What opportunities are there to help grow it even further that you've noticed as you're out on the road, as you're traveling, as you're interfacing with these students at the different schools that you go That's to? That's a great question. Um, one thing that we realized is that like Lon said, he was about to get out of the barber uh, thing because uh, he was a bigger cheerleader for the ones he was cheering for. They they didn't want to participate as much as he wanted to see them win. They didn't even want to play the game. Um, so that's when we started going into schools. We figured we need to go in there and grab these kids before they come out into this industry and fall pray to what a lot of these guys get into this thing for is to be their own boss, set their own hours. All that with no discipline is nothing. I'm telling you, you have no discipline. You're just doing what you want to do. You're going to be a 20000 or $40,000 barber. We go in there and we start getting in their heads and start telling them, like, we, me and Lon was these people, these bullshit-ass barbers. We were those guys, and we showed them all this stuff of what do you not want to see in a barber or in a barber shop? And they list this list is hell alone. All the things they don't want. <laughs> then they start we talking about what do you want to see in a barber? And they list these things, and they're very like direct, uh, consistency, timely, this and that. And then we say, 
difference in these two categories is this side over here is about a $30,000, $40,000 barber. This one over here is a six-figure barber all day. So when they when they see that, they be like, oh, yeah. Because I like to always break it down mm -hmm. like you have a nine-to-five. I'm sure most of them are working nine-to-five, and they have two 15-minute breaks, a 30-minute lunch or hour lunch, and they're making this company a lot of money, and they're getting paid pennies on a dollar. You invest that same amount of time in yourself in the shop, stay there. From the, when the doors open to when they close for four months, you're going to be busy, 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 and you're going to be a six-figure barber with no problem. You ain't got to go out there and break your neck and, and, and do anything extraordinary. You just be consistent with your time and your presence. You can win this thing. Tell us about that first haircut that you put down that that uh, when you first started. What kind of cut was it and what was the result of it? So, hey, <laughs> I, I've always like been like a guy to do designs. And it's so weird. I used to cut a pie shape out of your hair right here. And I would go line, line, line. And the rest of it would be kind of sloped a little bit. And the rest would kind of be like the bowl cut. I'll be honest. <laughs> and I had it. My brother had it. All his friends had it. All my friends had it. And we used to rock that thing. It was when Ready for the Wipo was out. <laughs> and was out. He had all them lines. Hey, it was the thing. That's dope. And, and Lonnie, same same question for you, bro. You actually you actually asked the right person first. I was like, oh, how did he know that, man? He asked the mail. That was dope. Because uh, his, his is more exciting than mine, man. I, I, <laughs> I literally just did a plain cleanup. You know what I mean? I, I never forget it. It was just... It was just an even cut. You know what I mean? We wasn't really into lineups big time back then. Uh, you weren't really trying to get that Chris lineup and everything. I mean, you figure I'm in, what, like third grade? Um, so, yeah, it was just a, a nice, simple cleanup. But with me, man, it was – it's like I, I, it opened up my exploratory stage with hair. You know what I mean? I just – I started cutting women hair and doing all kinds – acting like I knew, too. I'm like, oh, yo, you want me to press that? Like, I'm, I'm doing presses. I'm doing all kinds of stuff. I was just – I think I became curious about hair more than cutting at that time. Um, so yeah, man, it was just a, the first one plain, even, mm. not too many op opportunities for mistakes. It was just a plain, even haircut, man. And for those, the February 19th, uh, United Barbers Club for the love event in Sacramento, make sure to go to at United Barbers Club, get all the info, all the info you have to be there. Like, uh, to you guys' point, if it's in your backyard, absolutely no excuse. No Bay Area teams are in the Super Bowl right now, and, and the Super Bowl's going to be over, <laughs> so we don't want to hear about you got to watch Sunday football or whatever. Show up and show up. <laughs> yo, yo, so who you guys got? Uh, well, what's your uh, football team? Because I know it's weird in the Central Valley, right? Because usually people go towards San Francisco. But what's your, what's oh, your football oh, he, team? Uh, let me tell you something yeah, about this dude right here, man. So, look, that's so funny, man. Me and this dude, we do so much <laughs> stuff on screen together that you would think the way we look at each other, 
You don't even know. Like, we're looking at each other's face, right? We know what each other's thinking and everything, right? Because this your this this your boy. It's like your brother. So he 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 think he throwing me under the bus right now. So I don't I don't watch football anymore, man. Uh, my lady my lady watch more football than I do. So uh, me, man, I don't have the patience, man. I you know when I come in, I watch at the end of the third quarter. You tell me when it's like two minutes left in the third quarter, I'll come mess with you. But um, but I mean, if I sit in front of the game, man, I, I enjoy it. But it's been years since I've really been a football follower. If um, when it was, I had my Chicago Bears run. Um, but that was when I was a kid, man. That was when you had Walter Payton, Mike Dicta, uh, um, John, uh, McMahon, uh, the Fridge, William Perry, you know. And then I, I have, yeah, I have my um, Willie Go. I don't know if I said Mike Dicta, but um, I have my uh, 49ers run. Yeah, you know, with the Joe Montana, you know, all that 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 little era. But uh, now, man, I'll tap in every blue moon. I'll tell you who impresses me. Uh, uh, that I, you know, I'm late on it because I don't keep up. Is our guy um, and what's what's the boy name? Mahomes, Mahomes, yeah. man. I'm Patrick, right, Patrick Mahomes, right? Mm. So, He's so real Jordan talk, man. Football, um, I don't dislike sports, but I feel like I get enough update of it when I'm in the shop because they they arguing about it like they agents all day. They hey they be, hey they be knowing the pay scales. They know the uh. <laughs> They know the contract terms. They know the shoe sizes these cows wear. They know their uh, spousal uh, situations. I, I just sit and listen, man, right there on the spot. But no, I, I love. I do uh, have a nice love for football, but I just don't follow it the way I used to, though. But now I'll tell you about this dude right here. This dude right here. This this cat gotcha. down here. Y'all gonna have fun. Y'all gonna have fun with us on our podcast, man. Because me and this boy, we we. We really, really like family. Like we really talk shit to each other. We really throw each other under the bus. We really see each other coming a mile away. But now nah, this dude right here, he uh he with them Raiders, man. He with them Raiders. Yeah. I'm a Raider. Oh to LA to Las Vegas. Yeah, I'm a Raider. Yeah, Raider. What? Well you <laughs> Well, you guys gotta come out to uh Come out to Vegas, man. Um, the stadium is beautiful. The vibe is dope, man. It's like a big party, man. It's one of the most. I went to go check out the Chargers when they came, and the Raiders got that got that dub in there, and it it was a dope setting, man. Hey guys, thanks so much for your time. Uh, please let everybody know where to reach out to you besides the at United's Bar Barber Club site. Tell us about your IG and your shop, and we'll get you out of here. Yo, you can easily find me at Tamel Cuts. That's T-I-M-M-E-L-K-U-T-Z. And if you want to follow my shop, it's Uppercuts916, U-P-P-E-R-K-U-T-Z 916. And I am Lonnie Horn. I try to make myself easy to find because I ain't running from nobody, man. It's... uh. Is 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 Lonnie Horn L O N N I E H O R N E. Uh, you can find me on IG there. Uh, my shop. I'm extremely proud of my whole team. I would love for y'all to check these superstars out. Uh, we are at World Class Faders F A D E R S. Another super easy one to follow. And then as far as the United Barbers Club, 
You guys, um, we would really love for you to sign up. We're offering free memberships right now. We are busting our bus to get you as many benefits and resources that we can uh, along your barber journey. And it's really easy to follow. Again, it's free right now. We will have tiers at some point that'll cost. So right now is a great time to get a head start by just going to unitedbarbersclub.com. And uh, you will uh, also be uh, subscribed to our newsletter where you get updates on events and just a lot of other good stuff. Our merch, you could order that on um, through there. So it's a lot. But yeah, UnitedBarbersClub.com. Yo, this is Mario from Barberview TV with my man Lonnie and Tamel. Peace out, everybody. We'll see you on the flip side. <laughs>